top of the day, everyone. Top of the morning to you. Jesus Christ. It's not the morning. It can you be. Don't, you don't know when they're listening. <laughs> and thank you for listening to another episode of... Yeah. Yeah, I know. Do your job. Literary. Literary. I'm tired of it. Jesus. Anyway. Who are you we? Going bobcat on me? Yeah. Oh, my Christ. Wow. Uh, with us, as always, Mr. Sean Fabernet. Sean Fabernet. Hi, I'm Joey Bonnier. And here he is, the man himself. Oh, the stop literary it legend. Oh, stop it with this Sean O'Brien. Oh, stop it with this now. Sean He's got his books. O'Brien! Some Oprah horse shit right there. there. Yeah, I don't know what that uh, was. Overkill. Um, <laughs> so I have, oh, the ice is not melted, but it's stuck. I can't like jingy jingy with the, uh, Percussive maintenance. My first sip of whiskey. The simple pleasures. Ishkabaha. Mm, fuck you too. Mm. I'm sipping. Fuck! As well. I forgot to grab it from my car, motherfucker. What'd you forget? Uh-huh. Finnegan's Wake, yeah. Cockmouth. Is it because you don't feel like at home without it near you? Like you can feel it. When I it's always far- have a copy of Finnegan's Wake and Ulysses and Hamlet in my car. Jesus Christ! Just in case I get broken down. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys know what whiskey? The the Irish word for whiskey? Whiskey. Whiskey. It is whiskey, but it's it comes from the Gaelic ishkabaha. Mm. Which means water of life. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. They also call it a drop of the crather. Explains a lot. A drop of the crather. There's a, that's Tim. So Finnegan's Wake. There's a whole. That's the song Finnegan's Wake. The ballad of Finnegan's Wake. Mm. Um, which I will not sing it for you guys right now, but I know the whole song. It's wonderful. Um, <laughs> anyway, the 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 story of Finnegan's Wake basically is a, is a building's laborer, uh, a mason, who every day hated his fucking job. So every day before he went to work, he'd have a drop of the crather mm-hmm. just to kind of get him on with his work each day. Now, one morning he had too much, too many drops of this ishkabaha and uh, fell from a ladder and he broke his skull. He died. Hmm. Now... If you guys remember from one of the episodes, we talked about the parlor, right? Uh, the the parlor is where you'd how you'd show no. the dead in, in a person's right. house, which event which eventually we call the living room now. But um, it was a the, you know you'd you'd have a wake in the parlor, and every and it was an Irish you know wake, so there was plenty of drinking and fighting and a a, 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 a rouse, I guess a rat right a rouse a roo whatever the fuck rabble a rabble rabble <laughs> <laughs> a, a little a, a scuffle started a jolly good time and, for all. Um, kerfuffle a fight. Mm. A fight broke out during the wake, and somebody threw a bottle of whiskey at somebody else, and the bottle landed on the dead body, spilled over Tim, and it woke him up. <laughs> and he goes, come on, boys, give me another drink. <laughs> and that's the, the song, that's the story in the song of Finnegan's Wake, mm. which I am not going to sing. So that's why Irish people bust bottles of whiskey over dead people's heads? No. Uh-huh. There's many more reasons for that. Uh-huh. My fellow namesake... Sean, I like that your name is spelled Scene. Sean, by the way. Scene, I will break your fucking skull, <laughs> you little piece of shit. Anyway, I have books. Yay. Uh, this being St. Patrick's Day, we might do two. The most racist of white holidays. St. Patrick's Day is next week, so this will come out Sunday, I suppose. But it also might come out the weekend, the week after. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's, just this it, week. It can come out whenever I want it to come, come out. this Sunday. Okay. It'll come out now. Right on. And whatever I, we did before will come out later. I have a couple so questions about Mr. Patrick himself. Okay. Uh, one. My, that's my middle name, by the, the way. The Saint. Yeah, Sean Patrick. Uh, got some, got some pretty deep questions for this man. Sure, he uh, drove the snakes out of Ireland. Yeah. Okay. So about that, <laughs> snakes, <laughs> quote unquote snakes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So yeah, I figured that was Jewish kind of, people. Oh shit! Really? <laughs> Did not realize that. I thought it was more like a Catholic Protestant. Thing. I actually have no idea. No, it could be. Yeah. I'm not really sure. No. I, okay. I just, <laughs> he's just making shit up. I was you called me a Jewish snake. No, I was. Uh, I was just calling old Irish people racist. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, yeah, you're probably right. In like 12, whatever the fuck. Go ahead. 
Um, so we're, what's the problem with snakes? I don't get it. They're, snakes are they're not like that bad of creatures. I'm a big fan of snakes too. I mean, supposedly uh, too the, many motherfucking serpent, snakes on this serpent, motherfucking plane. <laughs> the serpent uh, tempted Eve. And she right, ate of course. the fruit yeah. from the tree of knowledge. I know, I so. get that. But I think it, ever since the Bible, they've gotten Satan, a horrible you know? reputation. Just like when people get that idea in their head and, you know, all snakes are bad. It's just like the liberal media. It's just because they look weird. I mean, like, it's not fair. Like, like squirrels, we were obsessed with squirrels. We think they're so nice. They're just little rats. Like Squirrels are awesome. I'm a big fan of squirrels. Uh, they're, they're just as gross uh, as rats. Uh, I, I don't dislike rats, but they're gross. Well, rats I'm, are I'm just way saying, grosser I'm than I'm saying there's a double standard if you look more cute and cuddly. Rats aren't cute and cuddly looking. Exactly. We They're, hate them. But so squirrels I, are. I, I have so heard, we love them. Oh, I, I have heard a theory. <laughs> if you, so you're saying St. Patrick was cute and cuddly? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There, There is a theory that uh, our disdain for all reptiles actually stems from the ages when there was actually dinosaurs. So we are descendants of the tiny mammals that were living at that time. And we have instilled in us a fear of the reptile type creatures that is sort of passed down through our mammalian DNA. Damn, I'm okay with this plan. <laughs> Wow, that's wild. I never mm. even thought about so that. So we're afraid of scaly things. We're afraid yeah. of dinosaurs. Well, and I mean, there's so much other that uh, it is easy to ingrain. What about our fear of birds? Is that tied to it? No, fuck birds. I fucking hate birds. That's really? kind of proving my point. But yeah, what, why? I don't even get in. I don't want to get into birds. Did I, I ever really tell you about birds. my plan? Your plan? Mm-hmm. No, tell me. <laughs> so I want to start breeding birds and breeding them larger and larger. I want to breed <laughs> birds large enough to ride. And so we can ride them to work and they can live on the tops of our houses. How and you train birds? You have to train They're going to kill birds all of us. Fuck, what are, are you man? crazy? We're training the birds, not the problem, man. Falconry. <laughs> exactly. This is terrifying. They're going to kill all of us if you start doing this. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. There's a, a you realize there should be a Sean's good movie in that. this. What's that? There's a movie. There should be a movie. I, yeah. Ah, uh, St. Patrick's birds. Day. I love it. Anyway, I have books. I have with me. Before we get into that. What do you desire? Is St. Patrick's Day I'm actually really glad you're stopping me because I want to keep drinking whiskey. (laughs) I can give less of a fuck about the books I have. Yeah. Go ahead. But is St. Patrick's Day racist? Mm Mm-hmm. Why? Because the fucking it's it's a weird like in in Ireland it's a, not a huge thing it's just strange. <laughs> not really even a thing at all <laughs> yeah well, it's a little bit of a thing but it's not like a fucking thing and so here in the same way that like Cinco de Mayo is a little bit in cult it's at the very least cultural racially culturally insensitive mm. why because the whole you know stigma of Irish people is they love to drink and so the, whole point, oh, is, that it, the whole point of St Patrick's Day is people go out and wear green it's and get drinking crazy and fighting drunk holiday. Yeah, yeah it's a drinking fighting holiday which is is just at the very least culturally insensitive. Um, but I'm the Irish, fighting, so I'll I'm not just sure. Get drunk is, and kick all, your ass. is it all? Is the fighting always the fighting Irish? No, that's not what I mean. But I mean, is fighting always associated with St. Patrick's Day? Uh, yeah. No, I, I think a, more you, East Coast. Yeah. But yeah, it's just a, it's just a crazy thing. You're just supposed to be fucking nuts and just go wild. Yeah, because... it's drinking to obliviate, 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 somewhere in there. And uh, you know, fighting is one of those uh, primal responses that comes out when the brain is in that state. The Irish are hot blooded. What can I say? Yeah. I was going to sing it. Yeah. You guys ready for this? I have a bunch of Irish authors with me. I have. Have you guys heard why the Irish are drunks? Why? 
So the theory goes that uh, essentially the people that are the most prone to alcoholism are also the same people that are least uh, warriors, we'll say, or the most uh, courageous in general. So since uh, Ireland has been basically a warring nation for mm-hmm. its entire existence, basically through selective breeding, mm-hmm. the people that were the best at warring happen to be the people that were the best at drinking. And so that's kind of the population that you're left with well i am the best at drinking so <laughs> i guess that's fair what are you drinking joey uh, i'm drinking some coffee with a little irish cream and irish whiskey oh mm. well the irish cream is not a but- irish cream basically just cream and whiskey so it's kind of the same thing i guess okay. Do you guys know where the irish coffee originated take a guess sean fall mcdonald's it's <laughs> a good guess, I guess. Am I, am, I, am I looking for a city in ireland what are you looking for i am looking for a city i'm well i'm looking for yeah. a place obviously it's i probably said boston i'm gonna guess you're guessing boston i'm gonna guess cork Cork, Ireland? Yeah. San Francisco, California. Mm. The the bar is still there, by the way. Wow. Um, I think it's on Market Street. It's right at it's right next to where the um the trolley uh begins. The trolley like kind of takes off. Um I forget what the name of it, but look it up. Uh and, and they still make it exactly the same as the way they did it. Are there a lot of Irish people in San Francisco? No. Irish need not apply. But it's interesting that it is a diaspora kind of holiday. Like you kind of said it's Cinco de Mayo. It's like more Diaspora? So- diaspora, please. Uh, you could say diaspora. You what does that mean? That's a fun word. Uh, it means uh, the community, Collective I think. Collective community outside conversation. Of, outside of the homeland, I, I guess is the word. Is that the right? Give me more whiskey. Jesus yeah, Christ. We'll do. Thank you. Anyway, I have books. <laughs> By the way, I would say please. No, fuck you. He held up a bullet rye like I'm some fucking little. And he held up what, the wow. Canadian Club rye. No. Jeez. Jameson, you fucking little simp. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Just empty the bottle in there. What do you think this is? A parade? A parade of booze. That's fine. That'll work. Thank you, Mr. Bond. I'm actually emptying the bottle. Joey, I'm sorry. Uh, Shawnee, I'm sorry for finishing your whiskey. Yeah, you know. Oh, that's a lot of whiskey. Anyway, I have books. I am the best at drinking. Mm. Um, I have with me, yay, I have James Joyce's Ulysses. Jesus Christ. We can always continue that. I have with me Gulliver's Travels. We could continue that for the next 18 years and we'd never get through it. Don't you goddamn dare (laughs) tease me. Yeah, why would you? Don't don't get that in the brain. I'll just start. (laughs) I have Gulliver's Travels and other writings by Jonathan Swift. Oh, Mm. the other writings is fun, actually. I think, what what was it called again? Um, A Modest Proposal or something like that? (laughs) Indecent Proposal. Nope. A Modest Proposal. (laughs) I wonder if that's That's actually rather appropriate. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Oh, and there's some poems in here, too. That'll be fun. Um, I also have Celtic Myths and Legends. Edited by, or maybe just written by, T.W. Rolls, Rolston. Rolls with Royce. 76 in, illustrations, <laughs> which oh, would be wonderful for a podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I have the collected poems of William Butler Yeats. <laughs> One of my favorite, if not my favorite, poet. He looks pretty douchey. I also have uh, the Book of Irish Verse. There once was a man from Nantucket. Whose dick was so big he could suck it. Um, I also, by the way, I'm on my phone, have uh, Endgame by Samuel Beckett. And I was going to look up Portrait of Dorian Gray, but I don't really care enough. Um, I really want to hear some modest proposal. Okay. Let's go for it. Let's start. Have you read this before, Shanfa? Don't eat the baby. (laughs) Hopefully I have it. Can you give us a little background? there's poems. Give me a little background. Oh, it's here. Here we go. Okay. Well, a, a modest proposal, the subheading is for preventing the children of poor people in Ireland from being a burden to their parents or country and for making them beneficial to the public. 
Shiny Fox, can I get a little light? No. Oh, it's there. Never mind. Sorry, it's already gone. Such a diva. It's a melancholy object to those who walk through this giant town or trap. Shut up, you little mutt! Was that rude? Are the cat? Are the? Are your neighbors gonna be mad at me? Worked. Yeah, it was, it was effective. I hope your neighbors aren't mad at me. <sighs> the dog heard you. I'm sure they hate me. I'm the best at drinking. <laughs> it's in the genes. It's a melancholy object to those who walk through this great town or travel in the country. When they see the streets, the roads, and cabin doors crowded with beggars of the female sex, followed by three, four, or six children, oh, all in rags, you. and importuning every passenger for an alms. These mothers, these mothers, instead of being able to work for their honest livelihood, are forced to employ all their time in strolling to beg sustenance for their helpless infants who, as they grow up, either turn thieves for want of work or leave their dear native country to fight for the pretender in Spain. Or sell themselves to the Barbados. I think it is agreed by all parties that this prodigious number of children in, in the arms or in the backs or at the heels of their mothers and frequently of their fathers is in the present deplorable state of the kingdom a very great additional grievance. And therefore, whoever could find out a fair, cheap, and easy method of making these children sound and useful members of their commonwealth would deserve so well to the would deserve so well of the public as to have his stature set up for a preserve Sorry, to have a statue set up for a preserver of this of the nation. But my intention is very far from being confused, confined to provide only for the children of professed beggars. It is of much greater extent, and shall take in the whole number of infants at a certain age who are born of parents in effect as little able to support them as those who demand our charity in the streets. It's like an orphanage. As to my own part, having turned my thoughts for many years upon this important subject and maturely weighed the several schemes of other projectors, I have always found them grossly mistaken in their computation. It is a true child, just dropped from its dam, may be supported by her milk for a solar year with, with, other, with little other nourishment, at most not above the value of two shillings, which the mother may certainly get, or the value in scraps, by her lawful occupation of begging, and is exactly at one year... Old that I propose to provide for them in such a manner as, instead of being a charge upon their parents or the parish or wanting food and raiment for the rest of their lives, they shall, on the contrary, contribute to the feeding and partly to the clothing of many thousands. Booyah! There is likewise another great advantage in my scheme that it will prevent those voluntary abortions. See, that's where you went wrong. You shouldn't have called it a scheme. And that horrid practice of women it's murdering like saying, their bastard children. After you make a good statement. Alas, it's called Trump care. Too frequent among us, sacrificing the poor innocent babies, I doubt, more to avoid the expense than the shame, which would move tears and pity in the most savage and inhuman breast. The number of souls in Ireland being usually reckoned, one million and a half of these, I calculate, there may be about 200,000 couples whose wives are breeders, from which number I subtract 30,000 couples who are able to maintain their own children, although I apprehend there cannot be so, <clears throat> there cannot be so many under the present distress of the kingdom, but this being granted, there will, there will remain 170,000 breeders. I again subtract 50,000 for those women who miscarry, or whose children die by accident or disease within the year. There only remain 120,000 children of poor parents annually born. The question, therefore, is how this number shall be reared and provided for, which, as I have already said, under the present situation of affairs is utterly impossible by all the methods hitherto proposed. <clears throat> for we can neither employ them in handicraft or agriculture, we neither build houses, I mean in the country, nor cultivate land, 
They can very seldom pick up a livelihood by stealing until they arrive at six years old, except where they are where they are of towardly parts. Although I confess, they learn the rudimentary much earlier. During which time they can, however, properly be looked upon, be looked upon only as probationers, as I have been informed by a principal gentleman in the country of Cavan, who protested to me. <clears throat> that he never knew above one or two instances under the age of six, uh, even in part of the kingdom so renowned for the <laughs> quickest proficiency in the art. He, hasn't he goes on to talk about girls a little bit, talking about affairs of London, acquaintance in London. I have already had a little blah, blah, blah. As our city of Dublin shambles at a point of this purpose, the most convenient parts of it, the butchers, we may be assured, will not be wanting, although I rather recommend buying the children alive <laughs> and dressing them hot for the knife, as we do roasting roasting pigs. <laughs> um, so there's a little, little shout out to the butchers. I have too long to digress. Blah, 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 blah. Let's just finish up to this. Um, uh, okay, I, I have too long digressed and therefore shall return to my subject. I think the advantages of the proposal which I have made are obvious for many and as well as the highest importance. For first, I have already observed it would be great. It would greatly re- lessen the number of papists with whom we are. What's a papist? I'm not sure. I think it's is that popes. We need less popes? I'm not really sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, with whom we are yearly overrun, being the principal breeders of the Too many nation, popes! As well as our most <laughs> Wait, dangerous what was it? Papists? P-A-P-I-S-T-S. Yeah, isn't that uh, Catholics? I think so, too, but I'm not 100% sure. Oh, is, is Swifty a Protestant? That would make sense. Um, I guess so I just, is, so I just don't North know. You, both of you have computers. I'm, I am I'm, holding I'm with not, me a book. I'm trying. God. So I'm You're just going to keep reading. You're know things, man. I know I am. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Uh, hoping to take their advantage by the absence uh, of so many good Protestants. There you go. Who have chosen rather to leave their country than stay Papist, at home. Papist, noun, a Roman Catholic. Yeah. Uh, and pay tithes against their Too conscience. Too many popes. To an idolatrous epi- um, Episcopal curate. Secondly, the poor tenants will have something valuable of their own, which by law may be liable to distress and help them pay their landlord's rent and coin and cattle being already seized and money a thing unknown. Thirdly, Whereas the maintenance of 100,000 children from two years old and upwards cannot be computed as less than 10 shillings apiece per annum, the nation's <laughs> stock will be the hereby increased 50,000 pounds per annum, besides the profit of a new dish introduced to the tables of all gentlemen of fortune in the kingdom who have any refinement and taste. And the money will circulate among ourselves, the goods being entirely of our own growth and manufacture. Uh, fourthly, the constant breeders, besides the, besides the gain of eight shillings sterlings per annum, by the sale of their children, will be will uh, will be rid of the charge of maintaining them after the first year. Fifthly, this food would likewise bring the great customs to taverns, where the vinters will certainly be so prudent as to procure the best receipts for dressing it to perfection, and consequently, their houses frequently by all the fine gentlemen who justly value themselves upon their knowledge, and good eating and skillful cook who understand how to indulge his guests will contrive to make it as expensive as they please. Sixthly, <laughs> this would be a great inductment to marriage, which <clears throat> all wise nations have either encouraged by rewards or enforced by laws and penalty. It would increase the care and tenderness of mothers toward their children where they were sure of a settlement for life to the poor babies, provided in some sort to the public in some sort by the public to their annual profit instead of expense. We should soon see an honest emol- 
emulation emulations clause <laughs> emulation among the married women which of them could bring the fattest child to the market men would become as fond of their wives during the time of their pregnancy as they as they are now of their mares in in foal their cows and calf or sows when they are ready to farrow uh, nor offer to beat or kick them as it is too frequent to practice <laughs> for fear of miscarriage jesus um I profess, and so it ends with this eventually, uh, I profess in the sincerity of my heart that I have not the least personal interest in endeavoring to promote this necessary work, uh, having no other motive than the public good of my country by advancing our trade, providing for infants, relieving the poor, and giving some pleasure to the rich. I have no children by which I can propose to get a single penny, the youngest being nine years old, and my wife past childbearing. (laughs) Hmm. Eat your kids. I, I bear no benefit from this proposal. I only foist it upon the world. How modest of you. <laughs> uh, there's poems in the back, too. It's kind of cool. I've never read any Jonathan Swift poems. So what's wrong with cannibalism? All right, this is not politinkering. Politinkering, Sean Fa. Here we read, my friend. The other, other white meat. This wow. is where we read. Um, Stella, journals of Stella. I'm trying so, to find a short poem. These are all so kind of are long. All of his uh, a description of the morning. I like that. Are all of his writings so morbid or um, well? Uh, no, they're humorous. All, they're all yes. They are all humorous. One hundred percent. Yeah, satire. Uh, right. Yeah, the only thing much. I know about Gulliver's Travels is I saw the poster with Ted Danson. You Yahoo. <laughs> serious? What about a wanker? Yahoo what? comes from Gulliver's Travels. Oh wow. Yahoo, serious. Yahoo serious. That's good. I like Jesus that. Christ. Uh, what was your yeah. <laughs> Um I'll I'll leave you guys with well not leave you. We're gonna go to another book, but um I have another there there's in the poems it's fun. Uh, it's a description of the morning from seventeen oh nine. Now hardly here and there uh an hackney coach appearing showed the ruddy morn's approach. Now Betty from her master's bed had flown and softly stole to discompose her own the slipshod prentice from his master's door had parted the door, the dirt and sprinkled round the floor. Now Moll had whirled her mop with dexterous airs, prepared to scrub the entry and the stairs. The youth with, with broomy st- uh, stumps begin, began to trace the kennel edge where wheels had worn the place. The small coal man was hard with cadence deep till drowned in shriller notes of chimney sweep. Done, said his lordship's gate begin to meet, and brick's dust and brick dust Mall Mall had screened through half the street. The turnkey now his flock returning sees, duly let out uh, let out a night's to steal for fees. The watchful bailiff take their silent stands, and schoolboys lag with satchels in their hand. And there's a description of a city shower right after that. Sounds interesting. Wait, what's a city shower? I imagine it's just a city just a shower where everybody cities. Totes <laughs> for real. Uh, anyway, that's, that's how you get the hurt. What's next? What's next uh, uh, hold on. I wanted to read something interesting. I was just reading about Jonathan Swift. Mm-hmm. He wrote his own epitaph. I find that so interesting. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Can I read it to you? Yes. Okay. Here it Very is. much so. Here is laid the body of Jonathan Swift, doctor of sacred theology, dean of this cathedral church. Where fierce indignation can no longer injure the heart, go forth, voyager, and copy, if you can, this vigorous, to the best of his ability, champion of liberty. Nice. That's kind of sweet. I dig it. And 
Only slightly up his own ass. Well, yeah. That's so the, that, but that's the joke, yeah. though. It's his own epitaph, so it's like That's fun. the joke. That's the joke. Um, <laughs> I think we've read Yates before, actually. Is uh, Yates and Keats, are they buddies? No. We, you asked that exact same question when Jeez. we did an episode, by the way. Probably. <laughs> um, Why are so many Irish people such trips. good writers and oh, amazing? Because the they're the best drinkers. Literature. So when you drink, you, you tell stories and you're good at telling stories? All or? the best writers are drunks. All the best drunks are Irish. <laughs> I could not have said it better myself. <laughs> I could not have said it better myself. Okay. Um, yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's you know. Yeah, pretty much. That's, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I guess I was getting at more is there a culture of oral history, you know, telling. That's what she said. <laughs> telling, uh, you know, getting drunk with your buddies and telling a tale. For sure. But, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, that's you what know, I was trying to get at. That's, yeah. Isn't that everywhere, though? Like, you know, before yeah. the printing press, it was either that Chuck's or, you know, mead. stare at a rock. True. Um, I, I, but then why is this little island so good at it? Because it's fucking cold and there's nothing else to do. Oh, okay. Um, places that have winter are often uh, more into I feel uh, like I indoor do. pursuits. I don't remember if I read The Stolen Child to you guys. I feel fun. like I did in that episode, but I'm, I'm trying to think of a fun poem for to answer your question. Um, I don't know. Something in Yates for sure, but then we'll go into the Book of Irish verse, I suppose. Um, oh, he tells... Um, okay, we'll do this one. I don't really know. I have never read this one, apparently. I have little check marks. And, Who is this, and, D.W. Griffith? This is Yates. No. <laughs> W.B. Yates. Um, it looks uh, like uh, John Adams with a stick up his ass. No way. does not look like John Adams. With he a stick does up not. His ass. He's like more like taut and shit like that. Have John you seen Adams Paul Giamatti before? <laughs> um, this one is entitled, uh, He Tells of a Valley Full of Lovers. I dreamed that I stood in a Is that valley. An orgy? I dreamed that I stood in a valley and amid sighs for happy lovers passed two by two where I stood. And I dreamed my love my, my, my and I dreamed my lost <laughs> love came stealthily out of the wood with her cloud pale eyelids failing. God damn it, sorry. With her cloud pale eyelids falling on dream dimmed eyes. I cried in my dream. O oh, woman, bid the young men lay. That bid the young men lay their heads on your knees and drown their eyes with your hair, or remembering hers, they will find no other face fair till all the valleys of the world have been withered away. Wait, is he talking about a ginger? He's talking about his love. That's disgusting. His, his one and only love. Do you guys know who, do you guys remember who his one and only love was? Stella! <laughs> no, it's not Stella. Um, I think it's Maud Gunn. My gun? Gone mad. Gone Maud. Gone mod. Mod gone is is his his lover. I know nothing of the things you speak. Well, now you do, Lady Gregory. Now you do. Now you do. I yeah. I guess that's fine. I can't think of a good like story. Yates poem. There's so fucking goddamn many. No second Troy. The Stolen Child's a fun one. Um, I I kind of remember that one actually pretty well. I might be able to just say it. Uh, the Stolen Child. Where is it? I will read that one and then we'll move on to the other one. How do about they, uh, I got they I got a request here too. Can I, can I make a request? Yeah, for sure. The Wanderings of Oisin. The Wanderings of Oisin? Yeah, it sounds cool. Do you do you see it already? When I see it as it says it's an epic poem published by Yeats in 1889. Well, if it's epic, then fucking... Well, I, wanna, I want something epic. Well, there's... All right, fine. Jesus Christ. I'm just to make a request. Oisin. <laughs> I have to find it either way, so... 
Yeah, I do deeply cool. apologize. If I see either of the, what was it fucking called again? The Wanderings of O-I-S-I-N. Oisin? When was it written? 1889. Can, try Can you use this sentence? All right. How about The Island of Statues? That seems to be his most, or his first significant poem. How about that one, if you can't find this one? Um, no, I'm, I'm looking for The Stolen Child. That was in Return to Oz. Okay. Oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> God. Stolen Child. Where's the fucking Stolen Child, friends and foes? <sighs> fucking drunken Irishman can't uh, find his own Were they able to, able to find uh, Lindbergh's kid? No. That's sad. Yeah. Someone probably ate him. He was um, the stolen child. Yeah, they found they found the kid. No. Of Lindbergh's kid? Yes, they did. Yeah. Abe Simpson was the Lindbergh baby. Oh my god. They found the child, dude. Simpsons did it. The stolen child. The funny part is I I do know this poem. Even though no second try might be more fun. I'll leave it there if I can't find it. So um Sean O'Brien is currently scanning the book entitled The Collected Poems of W.B. Yeats, and he is trying to find a singular poem to read, probably The Stolen Child, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen. Uh, I'm not quite sure what else is going to happen right now. I'm just going to kind of vamp until they tell me to do something, but uh, it's going to get awkward here real soon. Where dips the rocky highland of Sleuthwood in the lake, there lies a leafy island where flapping herons wake. The, dr- the drowsy water rats. Sorry. God damn it. Sean O'Brien. Jesus Christ. Do your job. I know. I'm sorry. He had one job. Where dips the rocky highland of Sleuth Lake, of Sleuthwood in the lake, there lies a leafy island where flapping herons wake the drowsy water rats. I'm sorry. Is this lake called Slut Lake? Sleuthwood. Oh, okay. I did not hear you. Is what is, it's just the lake. They haven't named the lake. Uh, but it is, there lies a leafy island where flapping herons wake the drowsy water rats. There we've hid our fairy vats full of berries and of reddest stolen cherries. Come away, O oh human child, to the waters and the wild with a fairy Come sail away, come sail away, come sail away with me. Come sail away, come sail away. For the world's more full of weeping than you can understand. You have to finish it. <laughs> Where the wave of moonlight glosses, the dim gray stands with sands with light. Far off by furthest rosses, we foot it all the night, weaving olden dances, mingling hands and mingling glances till the moon has taken flight. To and fro we leap and chase the frothy bubbles, while the world of full, while the world is full of troubles and is anxious in its sleep. Come away, O human child, to the waters and the wild, with a fairy hand in hand, for the world's more full of weeping than you can understand. Where the wandering water gushes from the hills above Glencar, in pools among the rushes that scarce could bathe a star, we seek for slumbering trout, and whispering in their ears, give them unquiet dreams, leaning softly out from firms that drop their tears over the young streams. Come away, O human child, to the waters and the wild with a fairy hand in hand, for the world's more full of weeping than you can understand. Away with us he's gone, the solemn-eyed. He'll hear no more the lowing of the calves on the warm hillside, or the kettle on the hob, sing peace into his breast, or see the brown mice bob round and round the oaken chest. For he comes, the human child, to the waters and the wild, with a fairy hand in hand, from a world more full of weeping than he can understand. It's the stolen child. At least it rhymed. I know. I figured you'd like it. Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't guessing? say I liked it. I said it rhymed. I have uh, Ulysses, the Book of Irish Verse. On May 12th, uh, the body of the 20-month-old boy killed by a massive skull fracture was discovered. Yeah, I, I know. 
Feel better? Bloomberg kid's dead. You feel better now? Apparently no one ate him, though. No. They he would have been know. dead by now anyway. You know what happened, by the way? Born in 32. They, they probably, they likely dropped him from the ladder as they were going down. And that's, he died like before they could fucking kidnap him. Pretend that, pretended that they had him and still tried to do it, but mm. he was already dead. It was just a whole thing. Um, anyway, yeah, do you guys want to hear the book of Irish verse and then we'll, we'll close it out with one of the Celtic myths? No. <laughs> I was going to do the, it's like that, but I'm not going to end it. Wow. I don't want to. Okay. I don't want to. It's my holiday, and I'm, my my whiskey's not gone yet. Well, you're the you're the boss. You're Our right. holiday. What do you mean? How Irish you are people? you, Sean Paul? Uh, at least a quarter. Nice. My my grandmammy was a hundred. I love this plan. I'm excited to be a grandmammy. Grandmammy. Wow, that seems tough to say when you're a young. It kid. was. Oh no. It's, <laughs> Can you just say mammy? No, it was my. Or uh, Grammy. Uh, was it grandma or yeah? Would have been what I said. Let's just read like the earliest because this is in chronological order, which is kind of interesting. So we can we can actually go to the very beginning. Um, what what is this? I'm sorry. What are we reading? Uh, the Book of Irish Verse. Okay. Yeah. So we can go to the earliest the earliest records of Irish verse, 14th century. Ode to the uh, potato. Old mythologies. Ode. <laughs> That's really funny, actually. Wait, but it's the earliest of Irish. What? Do you, I'm sorry. What, what is your question, sir? His I book thought, is chronological. He's starting with the earliest the book oh, has. Okay. I, I mean, is this when Ireland was speaking English or Irish? Or Gaelic? Gaelic? I thought Irish Celtic. is different. Am I wrong? Um, they, I mean, back then they made it, it might have been Old English like a, or like crazy Gaelic or some shit. I'm not really sure. So actually it starts with Old Mythologies is what it is. So it's not Druid. wrong. No, Druids are Scottish. You fucking bastard. How dare you? What do I know about rocks? Life, pleasant the house. Odds head. Okay. Jesus Christ, man. Make a decision. My goodness, Sean Faw. Relax. <laughs> uh, according Drink to Liebhard Gabhala, uh, the Book of Invasions, the first invasion of Ireland, was by relatives of Noah just before the flood. <laughs> Refused entry into the Ark and consulted an idol, which told them to flee to Ireland. There were three men of fifty-one women. There were three men and fifty-one so are they women. So the lost tribe of Israel, and they may have landed where the Barrow, mm-hmm. Nor, and Sewer meet. Uh, so this is the first Wait, invasion. Yeah, Noah's Old Testy, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Very much Genesis. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, real early yeah, Genesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like right after Adam and Eve and shit. Because mm-hmm. the yeah. rest are all descendants of Noah. Wow, yeah, Noah definitely wouldn't have been after Jesus. There's like 45 pages of like the the begetting of Noah. Oh, yeah. Well, the um, begetting of everyone. Which is the begetting of Noah. That's where the, all that begetting begins. The begetting begins to, to, to the Noah? The beginning begins after Noah, yeah. Because it begins died. after Noah? Uh, no. After Noah, yeah. I thought the begetting was the, the after Eden. There's a lot of begetting. Oh. Uh, There's a lot of beginning beginning everywhere. Why don't you start at the beginning of the beginning? I'm going to. <laughs> Fleeing from threatened flood, they sailed, seeking the fair island without serpent or claw. (laughs) Ah, St. Patrick. From the deck of their hasty bark watched the soft edge of Ireland. Are there no large mammals in Ireland? Rhymes, Sean. You should be excited. Jesus, fuck. A sweet confluence of waters. Be factually accurate with your poetry. A shenanigans. <laughs> I declare shenanigans. A sweet confluence of waters, a trinity of rivers, was their first resting place. They unloaded the women and sensual idol. Uh, gu- I'm going to start throwing lucky charms at you pretty guiding soon. Guiding image of their disgrace. Divisions of damsels they did here. Green clovers. 
the slender, the tender, the templed, the round. It was the it was a just bargain in Ireland. There was enough to go around. Lightly they lay and pleasured in the green grass of the guileless place. Ladra was the first to die. He perished of an, of an embrace. Birth was buried in deep stone heap. Riot of mind, all passion spent. Fintan fled from the ferocious woman, lest he too by love be rent. Great primitive princes of our line, they were the first, the stately freedom, to sleep with women in Ireland, soft the eternal bed they, uh, they lie upon. Upon? I don't know if that worked. Upon. Upon. <laughs> on a lonely headland, the women assembled, chill as took a mulligan. And, <laughs> and watched the eastern waters gather into a great vile flooding, flooding wave. Um, blah, 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 blah. Mananon, the wave of Mananon. Um, I don't know. I guess I can flip to just something random. What do you guys want? Sure. Robert Graves. Oh, wow. There's a ton of fucking Irish poetry in there. I was looking <laughs> yeah. for one. In the book of Irish poetry? In the book I of Irish poetry. There's a ton, ton of Irish poetry. Irish. There's so Shocking. much. Shocking. Well, I thought it was going to be older there, Mr. Fa. Jesus Christ. Mr. Fa. They haven't been literate that long. Kettle cash. Oh. You sound like, um, oh shit. You sound uh, like an asshole. Cameron Diaz's Irish accent in, um, uh, what's this? Fucking Oof. Gangs of New York. Jesus. Oh, wow. You leave me, you leave me standing tired and brightly. Sir. I know. I shouldn't be doing an accent. I apologize. No, it's good. Um, I, there's so much. Oh, the present. Oh, I, I like this one. This, called, this one's called A Present of Butter. <laughs> mm. I'm just going to read this and then we'll move on to the Celtic myth. Sure on, fun. baby. Um, who is this by? Doesn't um, matter. Some Irish dude. Well, it matters a little bit. Some uh, fucking white guy. Tadig Dal O'Higgin. What is his name? Tadig. T-A-D-H-G, Dahl, D-A-L-L, O'Huigan, O apostrophe, H-U-I-G-I-N-N, O'Huigan. This one's called A Present of Butter. Sounds like you're trying too hard. O'Huigan. I don't know how I want to read this. I think I'm just going to read this matter-of-factly. I'm not sure how this is going to go down. You do you, bro. A woman gave me butter now. Good butter, too, it claimed to be. I don't think it was from a cow. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) I don't think it was from a cow, and it was a finish, and it was, it finished, god damn it. <laughs> and if it was, it finished me. I know. A beard was growing on the stuff, a beastly beard without a doubt. The taste was sickly, sour and rough, with poison juices seeping out. The stuff had spots. The stuff was gray. I doubt it. Any goat produ- I doubt if any goat produced it. I had to face it every day, and how I wish I had refused it. This splendid butter had a mane, the glory of my humble home. No knife could cut it down again. It made me sick for weeks to come. This nasty grease, a wrapping had, like a discarded winding, sorry, winding sheet. It's very ass, winding sheet? Anyway, whatever it is. Uh, Its very aspect was so bad I scarcely had the nerve to eat. This Uh, horror. A sheet in which a corpse is wrapped for burial. Is it so winding, probably? Yes. Uh, This horror had a heavy stink that left one fuddled, stunned, and dead. T'was rainbow-hued with what you'd think, a crest of plumes above its head. The salt's a thing it it hardly knew. In fact, I think they'd barely met. It was not white, but rather blue. I'm not quite recovered yet. T'was made of grease and wax and fat. Oh, thoughts too horrible to utter. 
You may be sure that after that, I rather lost my taste for butter. I like that one. Irish people are fun. Uh, I don't get it. Where'd the butter come from? A girl gave it to him. I, it starts with that. Right. Whether but, it came from a cow or whatever? Yeah, yeah. Like, why is it, it nasty butter? It didn't come from a cow. Yeah. So was you it like, know where it came from, Sean Fa. Dog butter. No. Did you milk a cat? Came from his girlfriend's tit, Sean. Jeez. <laughs> Metaphor for what? That's very matter-of-factly, sir. <laughs> the relationship. She had sour tits? Yeah. <laughs> Precisely that. Wow. That's um, a long way to go, man. I mean, you can get hey. that into a tweet. She, she had sad. sour tits. Worst tits ever. Sad. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag lemon tits. <laughs> um. Oh no. All right. <laughs> no. How long are we? Like a half hour at least. Forty. Oh fuck me! I'm such an Irish hog. That's um, clear. I don't know. I was gonna look for Cuckoo in Battle of Ulster. Do you guys want to hear some Celtic myths? It's whatever. Queen Mav! Okay, real quick. I'll do this real quick. Queen Mav. Uh, but although Ahil was king, Mav was the ruler in truth and ordered all things as she wished and took what husbands she wished and dismissed them at pleasure. Don't end this. It's cool. I'm going <gasps> to do one more thing after this. She was tall, it is said, with a long pale face and masses of her hair as ripe corn. When Fergus came to her in a place at Rathcorgan in uh, Roscon. She gave him her love, as she had given it to many before, and they plotted together how to attack and devastate the province of Ulster. That's the start of Queen Is that slut shaming? Queen Maeve. I thought it was going to be Queen Mab. My, my bad. I guess it was sort of the same. The fairy tale. Game of chess. What's that? What happens in a game of chess? Oh, first the white player starts, then the black player goes. I thought it was a T.S. Eliot reference. I was going to go to Cuckoolin. Cuckoolin's a kind of fun thing, and then, like, Finn and Ulster's always cool. The death of Maeve, the... What is this? The death of Cuculin? Ooh, death of Cuculin! Bakunin? The death of Cuculin. Hukunamata. Oh, man, dude. Cuculin's fucking rad. He's like the, you know, he's the Hercules of, uh, of, uh, Hibernia. If you say so, sir. All right. Let's close this out. You guys should read the Celtic Myths and Legends books. It's really fun. <laughs> I there's, a, there's a laugh riot, sir. Are we still reading? What's going on? We're just going to close it out with this, and then we'll be done at some Jesus point. Jesus Christ. What's this? You know what this is. Well, the, it's St. Patrick's Day. It's not June 16th yet. <laughs> That's coming up, Ulysses. though. That's coming up, though. That's fucking coming up, though. Buckle up, Is folks. that your favorite day of the year? Yes. Except now that fucking Trump did it. What? Trump fucking announced his presidency on June goddamn 16th. Mm. I'm really, I'm actually not even getting how hard. He announced his presidency? Really? He announced his, his run. Candidacy? His candidacy. No. Sorry, yeah, he announced no, no, his run no. for, on June. God, I, that's why I, he, I don't he, think that's going to be the that date that lives in goddamn. infamy, though. What, oh, the, the, the Great War, the day the Great War begins? Is that the day that Marty has to go back in time and stop yeah. Trump? I think November 8th is going to be that day. That's good. 1955? Uh, I guess you're right. Sure. Well, happily, I, I mean, I guess Ulysses will always be that. Then. No, it's not. It. Um, I don't know, my friends. What would you guys like me to read? November There's 18. 5th. Give me a number between 1 and 18. 17.5. Okay. Hmm? It's 17.5. So After that's... we're done, I want to talk about some of my favorite Irish guitar players. 
Like, what do you mean after we're done recording or during this? Why don't you just start? Tell tell me right now as fast as you goddamn can. Gary Moore, Rory Gallagher. That's it. I Is that the guy that smashed pumpkins? No, that's Billy Corgan. Mm. He's good too. Rory uh, Gallagher. Rory Gallagher. Listen to Rory that Gallagher the guy from Oasis. No, that's mm. Noel and Liam. Oh, it's a popular name, I think. Didn't smash watermelons. <laughs> By you saying 17.5, you really mean 17.999? Sure. Repeating. Well, 17 is my favorite chapter in this book. Oh. It is the Ithaca chapter. Let me say, the pages of that book are... Stuck together. Yeah. Destroyed and stuck together. Describe them. It's like someone's family Bible that they left out in the rain. (laughs) (laughs) So good. That's exactly what it is. I I spilled on my my second copy of Ulysses. This is my first copy of Ulysses. Wow. On my second copy... Um, which was actually my working copy that I first like really read. I've always had this one, but I've never actually read it, if that makes sense. Wow. Um, nope. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking beat to shit. So I've, I've always read from it, but I've never read it. Anyway, so the first like copy that I ever read, I spilled water on it once. Mm-hmm. Now, the whole beautiful thing about Ulysses is that it is fucking different every single time you look at it, and it constantly evolves. It is an organism. It literally does change just before your very eyes every single time you look at it. It's wonderful. I love it. Um, and that was the one thing that my professor Maybe always tried you have to like. A magic book. Relax. I do. It's called fucking Ulysses by James Joyce. <laughs> and like fuck the Bible. Anyway, so Damn. the I agree. It, when I, I was in college and I spilled water um, on the table, and you turned it cool into wine. That that yeah. kind of, that, and then it just I was like, oh fuck, and I grabbed it, and, and it just like it just hit just the Penelope chapter at the very end. So my wow. second copy of Ulysses has ridges like that. Penelope, um, that was that you know got wet from from essentially me spilling water, and I was so fucking devastated. I tried to like press it to keep it straight. I tried to keep it you know safe, whatever, but. Which, of course, no, you know, there's all the markings on it. It's it's a lunatic book. Like, when you look through it, as you flip through it's it, it's got all the... It's a lunatic's book. It's, yeah, sorry. It's a lunatic book. During the trial, book. that is certainly going to be a piece of evidence. <laughs> anyway, so I, I showed my professor. I was like, look, I, I spilled water on, on the book. It's like it's got all the ridges on it, with like in the Penelope chapter. And uh, Sebastian Knowles was, was the name of my professor. He goes, um, he goes, good, now it'll grow. I was very excited by that. That's true. Oh, my God. No wonder you're so pretentious. How? By various reiterated feminine interrogation, considering the masculine destination, whether, the place, where, the time at which, the duration for which, the object with which, in the case of temporary absences, projected or effaced. What moved visibly above the listener's and narrator's invisible thoughts? The upcast reflection of a lamp and shade in inconstant series of concentric circles of varying gradations of light and shadow. In what directions did listener and narrator lie? Listener, southeast by east, narrator, northwest by west, on the 53rd parallel of latitude north and the 6th meridian of longitude west at an angle of 45 degrees to the terrestrial equator. In what state of rest or motion? At rest, relatively to themselves and to each other in Uh, In motion, being each and both carried westward, forward, and rearward, respectively, by the proper proper perpetual motion of the earth through ever-changing tracks of never-changing space. It's not perpetual. In what posture? Slowing. Listener, reclined semi-laterally left. He's speeding up. Oh, my Christ. (laughs) In what posture? 
Listener, recline semilaterally left, left hand under the head, right leg extended in the straight line and resting on the left leg, fixed in the attitude of Gaitellus, fulfilled, recumbent, big with seed. Narrator, reclined laterally left, with the right hand and left legs flexed, the index finger and thumb on the right hand resting on the bridge of the nose, in the attitude depicted on a snapshot photograph made by Percy Apchon, the child man weary, the man child in the womb. Womb? Weary? He rests. He has traveled. With? Sinbad the sailor, and Sinbad the tailor, and Jinbad the jailer, and Winbad the whaler, and Ninbad the nailer, and Finbad the failer, and Binbad the bailer, and Pinbad the paler, and Minbad the mailer, and Hinbad the hailer, and Ridbad the railer, and Dinbad the gailer, and Jinbad the gailer, and Jinbad. Going to a dark bed, there was a squi- there was a square round Sinbad the sailor, rock, ox, egg, in the night of the bed, of all the ox of the rocks of dark and bad, the bright sailor. Thank you for listening to another episode of Literally Literary. That was right the first time the earth is slowing. Take it easy. As Phil Linet said, drink some whiskey, you fucking namesake bitch. I'm still in love with you. I'll read this goddamn book until fucking you can't. I don't even know. I'm going to start again.